0: We have made it to episode 20 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. Thank you so much for taking this adventure with me and for being here for the last 19 episodes before this one as well. I am so stoked we have made it to 20 episodes of this podcast. I've had so many fantastic conversations with you listeners. I've had so many chances to see the work you're creating and to chat with you about it and I've had so many... Great, warm, loving responses about the impact that this podcast is having on people. So, thank you so much for letting me know all that and for including me in your photographic journey. I have loved doing these last 20 episodes. It's just been so exciting, and I am so stoked to see where the next 20 episodes take us. So, welcome to episode 20 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you, as always, for joining me here today. This week, we are going to talk about something that is super important for everyone, regardless of if you take photos on a phone or if you take photos with a massive, ridiculously heavy camera. This is such an important conversation to have. We're going to talk about what to look for in a proper day pack. Getting the right day pack is super important. So I was out climbing Grizzly Peak this past week with a couple of friends and ended up having to go see my chiropractor because of the fact that I was wearing a backpack that I knew didn't work quite well enough for carrying a lot of weight anymore. But apparently it doesn't work very well at all, and it threw my upper back and my neck out of place. So because of this, I know how important day packs are and properly fitting day packs. So I'm on the hunt for a new one again right now. I'm just deciding which one I'm going to invest in. So I figured... Why don't we talk about what I look for in a day pack that I think is super important? Now, this is a conversation entirely around backpacks. There are other ways to carry your camera gear, but I tend to find backpacks are the best and most effective way to avoid long-term injury. Although one that doesn't fit properly is gonna cause you injury as well, as you know, we just chatted about. So that's why backpacks to me are the best way to carry lots of gear over long distances. But too often, I see people using backpacks that simply are right for what they are doing or carrying. And you've likely seen them too. Those flimsy backpacks with drawstrings and no real structure, or the backpacks loaded down so heavy, they are dragging down towards their knees. People being dragged backwards by the bag they're carrying, or needing to stoop forwards just to walk and keep it on them because they're overbalanced and the bag's not packed properly and there's too much weight in it. All of that is a huge problem for carrying Anything, let alone heavy camera gear, over a day or over multiple days. So today, let's look at my top advice for what to look for in a photography day pack. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk quickly about the person and the company behind the show. So, the Travel and Adventure Photography School is the educational arm of Robert Massey Photography. That's the photography business of me, your host. We are a boutique content creation firm that specializes in crafting images that speak to the heart. The art we create is often done in some of the most beautiful places in the Rockies and around the world. We love to travel and see new places and meet new people, and that's what inspires the art that we create. And you can help support this show and get yourself a fabulous piece of art by purchasing a high-quality, handcrafted art print from robertmasseyphotography.ca. This helps us keep the Travel and Adventure Photography School running smoothly and churning out high quality educational content just for you. All right, it's time to talk about backpacks. More specifically, let's talk about day packs. For clarification, a day pack is something that you expect to just carry for the day. It should be just big enough for you to get in your gear, layers, water, food, and safety supplies that you need for an afternoon or day of explorations. We aren't talking about bags for multi-day or even overnight treks. These tips are good for day hikes or spending time on the streets of a city. Typically, this will be bags that are 35 liters and under, although I have used a 50 liter bag to get in the gear I needed. With that being said, let's head into tip number one. So our first tip for today is structure. I have seen way too many travel photography bags that have no support or structure in them. They're essentially an empty hole with a couple of straps coming off of them with no real consideration for how the bag will carry once it's on a person's back or once it's laden down with a ton of gear. These kind of bags will just drag on your shoulders and neck causing tightness and raising your risk of injury. You want a bag with some structure to it and ideally an internal frame to help distribute the weight of the gear off your shoulders and neck and down to your hips and legs and the rest of your frame this kind of weight distribution is what makes it possible to carry lots of weight for long periods of time. Most proper day packs made for hiking will have some sort of internal structure to them. So it's worth going beyond your typical school backpack or urban carry bags that lots of camera bag manufacturers make and getting one specifically built for exploration. And this doesn't matter if you're a hiker or if you're exploring cities because you want to be able to go for a whole day without worrying about your back getting hurt, your shoulders, or anything like that, and worrying about your trip being ruined because you've gotten hurt. So it's worth investing in a good day pack, even if all you're planning on doing is exploring around a city. All right, so that's tip number one, structure. Going on to tip number two, straps. This goes right along with tip number one, but get something with proper straps on it. Too often, I see people carrying around backpacks with thin, unpadded straps that look more like a seatbelt than something you want distributing weight across your shoulders, chest, and upper back area. You really need to remember you may be carrying this backpack for a few hours at a time with heavy loads. You want it to be as comfortable as possible. Little straps and straps with little padding will dig into your shoulders, quickly causing pain in the short term and possibly long term damage as they can easily cause back or shoulder pain that could wreck the rest of your trip. You want straps that have proper padding, are wide enough to evenly distribute weight, are easily adjustable, and if possible, have load adjusters on them. Load adjusters allow you to somewhat redistribute the weight of a bag and how it is pulling on your shoulders. Adjustable straps are a must for any bag you plan on wearing as they can change how the whole configuration sits on your body. Now, most backpacks will come with some minor variation on how those straps can be adjusted, but you're really looking for ones that can be fine-tuned in to how you are feeling and not just at the moment you put it on but how you're feeling through the course of a day as certain places start to get sore from the backpack sitting on them so you can readjust how that backpack is sitting it's really important to be able to do that also ensure the bag has a good waist belt a good waist belt will help transfer some of the weight off your shoulders and down into your hips i'm sure some of you have gone a day carrying gear with a bag that didn't have a waist belt or at least not a proper one and regretted it at the time and for days afterwards so What is a proper waist belt it has some minimal padding where the belt will meet your hips it is substantial about the width of a seat belt and it actually sits on your hips a hip belt wrapped around your midsection or down around your bottom isn't going to do any good in helping to transfer the weight so get one that actually suits your body type the last strap is a personal choice but i love chest straps I know many people hate them and won't ever use them, especially a lot of women, but I find they help me to move even more of the weight onto my entire frame and really redistributes where I am being pulled on, which is really helpful when wearing a bag for extended periods of time. And I really love the chest straps that can be moved up and down and tightened and loosened and things like that so that I can change how that bag is once again pulling on my body. All right, going on to tip number three, the fit matters. Backpacks are highly subjective and truly can fit person to person. The way they feel against your back, the length of the bag on the torso, where adjustment points are, everything can change how a backpack feels. Bags that fit my 6'2 frame don't really fit my partner's 5'6 frame and vice versa. You are looking for a bag that feels comfortable when you put it on and doesn't get uncomfortable the longer you wear it. So this will mean that you need to give your bag a try and wear it for a few minutes, Um, maybe 15-20 minutes even, to see how that bag starts dragging on which bits of your body, if there's any hot spots that occur, and that'll give you a really good idea because sometimes a bag that feels great right when you put it on doesn't feel nearly as good 15 minutes later. You also really need to know how that bag feels with weight in it. So try to weigh down the backpack as you walk around in it. And this is super subjective, just like shoes. So try to put on a variety of brands to see which one suits your body the best. So if you can, go into a local outdoor store where they have a variety of bags to try on and that will really help you in your decision making process. Most of these stores will happily help you try on bags, get them sized properly for you and let you walk around the store for a while seeing how they feel after a few minutes with them on and they'll even weigh them down for you. I know particularly at like Mech and Campers Village here in Calgary, they'll definitely do that with you and they're fantastically helpful in making sure that that bag sits right and that it fits you properly. All right, going on to tip number four, size. Now, most day packs will come in under 35 liters, and that should be plenty for most hikes and explorations that you're going to be going on. You will need a bag that fits your camera gear, accessories, water, food, and layers. So this will be really dependent on the type of exploration you are doing, where you are going, and what you are photographing and how. I can't really recommend a size for you because of that, as even I have a few different sizes that I change in and out depending on the situation I'm in. But I do find that for most hikes, most of the time, and most explorations, 35 liters tends to be a little bit on the bigger side of what I need. So I wouldn't really go any bigger than that without having a specific reason for it, like needing to fit in a certain size lens if you're doing wildlife photography. The other thing to think about with size is to try and get your main day pack to be small enough that it fits inside whatever your normal travel bag is. So if your travel bag is typically a big 85 liter backpack, you wanna get a day pack that will fit inside of that. This ensures that you have your day pack with you wherever you are traveling. All right, going on to tip number five, materials. I want a backpack that can withstand the rough and tumble nature of travel. Something I can toss on the ground, throw in the back of a truck, strap to a horse, drag on rocks, do whatever with. Thus, the material the bag is made from is critical in my decision on what I'm going to purchase. You want something made from a tough, durable, water-resistant material that has super strong zippers and great stitching. Ripstop nylon and ballistic nylon are the most common materials in backpacks on the market. They are the standard in backpacking and hiking bags and in most outdoor adventure photography backpacks. Don't get something made from a cheap canvas or anything like that. Really look for material That you feel is going to hold up to while you're dragging it on things and smacking it into things and while you're at it check out the stitching on the bag to make sure it looks like it's strong and durable finally if possible this shouldn't be a deal breaker for you if you love a bag but if possible get a bag that has a rubber bottom on it this kind of offers a dual protection for you firstly any moisture on the ground won't seep up through the rubber and into the rest of the material in the bag and towards your gear And secondly, it is much harder to cut through a rubber bottom, meaning you are less likely to be robbed that way as people coming up behind you and slicing the bottom of the bag and stealing the contents out of it that way. And truthfully, it actually protects the bottom of the bag from putting it down on sharp edges like sharp rocks and things like that. So it actually offers three kinds of protection for you. It's a fantastic little extra addition that most hiking bags tend to have some version of on the bottom. All right, going on to my tip number six to look at. Your gear access. There are a lot of great day packs on the market, but most of them aren't built to make accessing camera gear really easy. So you're going to need to think carefully about how you're going to get your gear in and out and how you're going to be able to do it easily and fast while you're out on the trails or while you're out in the city. Companies like Osprey, Gregory, and a bunch of other outdoor companies make fantastic bags for hiking, but they don't necessarily have the access that we need as photographers to be able to get our gear in and out. And this can actually apply to a lot of different camera bags. I've looked at a number of them where I'm like, this is not going to work for me to be able to get stuff in and out while I'm sitting on the side of a trail or something like that. It's just going to be too cumbersome, too difficult to get stuff out. So personally, I find the suitcase style opening bags that open fully on the back are the best for when I can stop and set up somewhere. I really like the ones where you lay the backpack down on its front and you unzip the part that goes against your back. This makes sure that that part of the bag that goes on your back is never being put down in mud, snow, or anything like that. And it gives you really easy access to everything while you're stopped set up. Say you're shooting landscapes on a tripod or something like that. There are a number of different gear access features that I really love on bags that I particularly look for besides that as well. I look to see if I connect get access to layers or food really easily in various pockets. So I like to have a little top pocket so I can get some bars out, stuff like that. I like to have a space on top of my camera equipment so that I can pull out a rain shell or a nice warm layer. So think beyond just how you're going to access your camera gear, but also think about how you're going to access all the other things you need while you're exploring, like water. I have a couple of backpacks where I don't have a water pouch on the side of the bag and that really irritates me. I didn't think about it until I bought the bag. And now it's now it's a bit of a pain. Um, and I tend to hang a water ball off the outside, which definitely is not the best for balance and weight carry and stuff like that. So while you're looking at bags, think about how you're going to get your gear in and out. And if you can bring your camera gear with you, bring however you're going to carry it inside that bag or just bring it with you so you know how it's going to function for you. All right. Going on to tip number seven. Looks Matter. Trendy colors with big logos from well known brands can lead people to thinking that the bag and what is in it is worth more, and thus you may be a bigger target for theft, scams, or other issues. I love my Patagonia black hole duffel for lugging around lots of gear, but it screams Patagonia across two sides of it, and thus it's not something I would carry with me in certain countries or certain areas as the brand has a certain status to it. In a lot of cases, looking like you don't have money to throw around. Will make you less of a target. So look for bags that come in muted colors with smaller logos when possible. This doesn't mean you can't get a stylish and beautiful bag. Just take into consideration how much attention the bag may draw towards you while you're traveling or exploring. A bright orange Anya bag from F Stop Gear works great in the mountains, but for being subtle on a city street, getting something that blends in a bit more will make you less obvious and less likely to be targeted. All right, here we go for the final tip of the episode. Tip number eight, organization. Now this is a very personal one and we touched on it very briefly a little bit ago. Some people love the minimal aesthetic and weight savings that few pockets give you. Others love having a ton of pockets to tuck stuff away in. And once again, this is a highly, highly personal choice. You need to think about how you like to store things and if you need lots of pockets or not. There are a couple of storage options that I think are necessary no matter what. You need gear straps on the outside of the bag. This is somewhere you can hook up a tripod or monopod or other outdoor gear. You should also have an outside pocket for a water bottle. I talked about that. It's irritating. I just I don't drink nearly enough water when it's tucked away inside the bag. If it's on the outside, I'm much more likely to just reach back and grab water at any quick little stop. And finally, pockets on your hip belt. I really love to use those for batteries, memory cards, snack bars, and garbage. These little hip pockets have become my go-to place to store things i need on hand very quickly for me so those are all the things i tend to look for when i'm looking at a day pack and that's a lot of info there for you but really there are a lot of camera bags on the market that just aren't suitable as a full-on day pack they're great for the odd piece of exploration for an hour or so but they don't carry well enough for the types of explorations people like us like to do And there are a lot of hiking bags that don't really work well as bags for photographers. They carry great, but they don't necessarily offer the access to camera gear or the storage that we need. So where does that land us? Well, there are a couple of companies I fully suggest you go look at as you start investigating which daypack you would like to use with your camera bag. I've mentioned them before on here, but F-Stop Gear makes some amazing backpacks with a huge chunk of the features I have talked about on here. They're well worth you going and investigating. Another company very similar to them is Shimoda Designs, and they are built for backcountry photographers. Their new Action X series is built for people on the move and has some very innovative small features, like specially built straps for women and special pockets on the shoulder straps to put in like your cell phone, your bear spray, anything big like that. They say you can fit a sandwich in them. They're fantastic. So I'll go take a look at them. Shimoda Designs. Again, this will be in the show notes for you. I'll put links to each one of these websites. Finally, Lowepro actually makes a technical hiking bag that many people love. It comes in a variety of sizes and has some pretty good features to it. I didn't end up with this one. I looked at it when I was looking for my bags, but I didn't end up with it because it just didn't fit my back quite right. But it seemed to carry pretty well, and I know a lot of people who really love it, so it might fit you quite nicely. So go check out LowPro's technical hiking bags. You might really love them. And that's it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that some of these tips help clarify the things you should be looking for in a day pack that allows you to go all day long for long distances with lots of gear. If you have any questions or if you have ideas, something you would like us to talk about on the podcast in the future, don't hesitate to contact us. You can DM us on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School. You can find us on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School and online at Travel and adventure Photography school.com. I just love that we have made it to 20 episodes, and I'm so looking forward to where we go in the future from 21 and onwards. Thanks so much for being here on this journey with me. Let's adventure soon, everyone. Bye for now.